You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. It's been a long time since I sang a song, and I want to sing a song this morning. And I pray that it blesses and touches somebody. This is what you call old school. I can't take a heart that's broken, make it over again. But I know a man who can. And I can't take a soul that's sin sick, make it white as the snow. But I know a man who can. Some call him Savior, the Redeemer of all men. I call him Jesus, for he's my dearest friend. If you feel no one loves you and your life is out of hand well i know a man who can i can't walk upon deep water calm the dark and raging sea but i know a man who can and I can't cause blinded eyes to open or make the lame to walk again but I know a man who can sing it with me church some call him savior the Redeemer of all men. I call him Jesus, for he's my dearest friend. And if you feel that no one loves you and your life is out of hand, well, I know a man. Let's sing that chorus again. Well, some call him Savior, the Redeemer of all men. I call him Jesus, for he's my dearest friend. And if you feel that no one loves you, and your life is out of hand well i know a man who can and if you feel that no one loves you listen to me and your life is out of hand well i know a man who can
Lord. Bless you, Lord. You may be seated. I'm not going to call anybody out, but I am going to say a few things. Um, I tell people I had a drug problem. My mom and dad drugged my butt to church. And whether I wanted to go or whether I didn't want to go. And about 16, I went what the old timers would call haywire. I went kind of crazy. But at 22 years old, I came back to the Lord. The Bible said if you train up a child in the way that it's to go, that they may depart for a season, but they will return. And in my home church, it was a Methodist church, and occasionally they would change pastors. And I was blessed to sit under the ministry of uh, my pastor, Leo Polly. Uh, Leo Polly seen the call on my life. I'm sure, and I thought about this, I probably drove him crazy a lot of times. Uh, young and excited. And, uh, but he, uh, Bruce, you need to behave yourself. Right? <laughs> but he seen the call on my life and he allowed me to begin to speak. And uh, I have a huge picture of him in my office. I was in Virginia singing with Jewel City Quartet uh, somewhere around, I don't know for sure, 28 years, I believe. And uh, my mom called me and said he'd had a massive heart attack and passed away. And uh, hardly a day goes by that I don't think about him. And that's the truth because his picture is in my prayer room. It's where I lay on the floor before the Lord and pray daily. And his lovely wife and two daughters are here today and they don't want to be called out but I want you to know I love you with all of my heart and I'm so thankful. Leo Polly, through the Lord Jesus Christ, changed my life. I used to go to him and sit on a swing set in the backyard and I'd say, Light Chapel and Buck Cannon called me for an interview and they've offered me to, to the pastor job. And I'd say, I don't know what to do, pastor. And he'd say, I can't tell you how to answer that question, but he said, we can get down right here on the ground and pray. And uh, there were several churches that I went for interviews and it just wasn't meant to be. So I acknowledge him today and I thank God for him and his family, amen. <laughs> Stand with me this morning. If, if it's your first time here, it's like a Jane Fonda workout, man. We're just up and down. <laughs> Uh, just leave your leader tarts at home, all right? <laughs> Amen. Except you, Bruce. <laughs> I started a series last Sunday called Living a Life of Victory. And I shared last Sunday, to live a life of victory, you have to live a life of victory daily. And uh, so last week, the title was Living a Life of Victory Daily. Today is, what is leading you? And I pray and I'd ask everyone to bring a Bible and pens and notepads. And I pray that uh, you will just learn. You know, Hosea said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And there's no reason for us today in 2021 to have a lack of knowledge. So let's go to the word of God in Romans chapter 8, verse 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. 
But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit, what is your mind on? What is leading you in this world that is so busy that we live in today? Father, we bless you today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch us. God, that we would examine ourselves and Holy Spirit, that you would speak to us and God, that we would surrender and Father, we would not be flesh-minded but spirit-minded in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. Paul, in this scripture, he divides people into two categories. Those that let themselves be controlled by the sinful nature. And when I speak about the sinful nature, and this just dropped in my spirit earlier this morning in my office, I'm not talking about just alcoholism or adultery. The Bible says to know to do right and not to do it is sin. So when you know to do something in the spirit, when you know to do something to attend church, uh, to be a giver, to whatever it might be, that could be the very thing that is controlling your life today. So those that let themselves be controlled by their sinful nature is one category, and the other is those who follow after the Holy Spirit. And I was thinking about, because I'll be speaking today at two o'clock here at the baccalaureate service, uh, that I've watched uh, hundreds of people uh, down through the years as I've been blessed to pastor, and those, it is so evident to me that those that follow after the Spirit of God, their life is so impressive, their life is so different than those that follow their own flesh. It is amazing for those that walk after the Spirit and walk in the Spirit how their life is blessed. Can somebody say amen? Because the way of the Spirit brings life and it brings peace. Which category are you in? In Galatians 5 and 22, and this series is about the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Once you are born again, the fruit of the Spirit is the expression of your true identity as a child of God. You are no longer the same once the Spirit of God draws you and touches you. And the Bible says you cannot be saved unless the Spirit of God draw you. Baptism does not save you. Church membership does not save you. But when the mighty wind of the spirit of the living God sweeps through you. Brother, it cleans house and it changes you and you don't need nobody to tell you you've been saved. You know you've been saved. Anybody in the house know you've been saved, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. The fruit of the spirit is who you are. Hallelujah. The fruit of the spirit is who you are because it is who he is. He's a good, good father, amen? Love is the fruit of the Spirit. And why is that? Well, if you look in the Bible, 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So the fruit of the Spirit is love because God is love, and that is one of God's characteristics. God is love, his very nature is love. Nobody loves you like God, nobody. Nobody. 
And if you're here today and you're down and you're out and you're depressed, whatever may be going on in your mind and you feel like nobody loves you, can I tell you, God loves you. And as long as God loves you, you're on the right path. God loves you. Therefore, if a person loves God, he becomes a loving person. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, do you love me? Look at your other neighbor, the one you don't like real well, and say, neighbor, do you love me? Huh. I didn't say you had to like everybody. I know that God don't like my ways at times. But God loves me even when I'm not likable. Look at, now I don't know, maybe you don't like me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, do you love pastor? Look at your other neighbor, the one that's miserable right now and say, do you like our pastor? Even if you don't like me, you gotta love me. Because if not, when I get to heaven, my mansion's gonna be right next door to yours and I'm gonna drive you crazy throughout eternity. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. When the Holy Spirit comes, on, comes in you, you take on the very nature of God. And you, some people say, I don't, I don't like people at all. I just don't love nobody. Then you're messed up. And you can get some help here today. God loves you on your worst day, God loves you. Do you hear me? When we love one another, people see that we are born of God. When you just love everybody, I love everybody. I'm, I'm a people person, I love everybody. There's some people I don't like. I'm just being honest. Don't look at me down that long religious nose. Some people I just don't like. But I don't wish no harm on them at all. And I just keep piling heaps of, of, of coals of love on their forehead. And some of you, many of you didn't like me before. You talked about Jewel City, but now you're here today. Figure that one out. You just keep loving on people and sooner or later they'll realize you are born of God. Get rid of your mentality of a junkyard dog and just start loving people and watch God turn it around and you'll end up liking them. If you believe that, give God a hand clap of praise. But I, I wanna read that again. It says, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Note something else, the person who does not love reveal something about themselves. They don't know God. That's what it said. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. He does not know God, he or she is not living like God if you don't love people. I love you. I know you do, Indy. I mean, I want you to hear me. I love you. I appreciate you. Last few weeks, I've known I was loved. I've known that because I love people. And, and you get what you, you reap what you sow. But it's been overwhelming. And I love you. Through the Spirit is goodness and kindness. Patience are the fruit of the Spirit. Why? Because that's God's characteristics. Listen to Psalms 118 and 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Because his mercy endureth forever. God's love is unchanging, does not matter the situation that you're going through. He's a good, good father. I heard my sister say amen. It's not, God didn't give her cancer. 
She knows that. She knows that God loves her. But also this morning as I hear her again echo, amen, she knows who brought her through the cancer. It's the same God that's bringing Danielle through cancer right now because he's a good, good father. He's the same God that is bringing your uncle in Ohio through open heart surgery tomorrow because he's a good, good father. Hallelujah. Woo. Joy is a fruit of the spirit because God is joyful. Look at your miserable neighbor right now. Go ahead. Just look at that one that looks deader than four o'clock. <laughs> Say neighbor. Smile a little bit. Get some joy. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. Why? Because God is joyful. God don't get up angry. God don't get up in a bad mood. God don't smoke six cigarettes and drink four gallons of coffee to get himself in a good mood. Joy is a fruit of the spirit because God is joyful. How do I know? Zephaniah. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save, he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love, he will joy over thee with singing. Get up tomorrow and know that the God of the universe is looking down from the balconies of heaven and he's singing over you. Ha! Huh? Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Some of you wouldn't get happy if you won a million dollars. But I would if you're a tither. <laughs> Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's back to his normal self. I do, I feel good. The fruit of the spirit are the supernatural. It's supernatural outflow of a born again, Holy Spirit led life. The more you get to know the Lord, you become like him. The more, the closer you draw to him, the closer he draws to you. So where you couldn't sing before, now because he's singing, you begin to sing. Huh? Man, he's a good, good father. But when you stay away and you distance yourself, you don't have time to go to church because you're pursuing a career. You don't have time to pray because you're too busy running the kids here and there. Next thing you know, your fruit begins to dry up. The devil is a liar. He tells you you don't have time. He tells you it's 2021. You can stay home and live stream. I'm telling you, the devil is a liar because the Bible said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together in the house of the Lord, even greater so as you see that day approaching. You better get your hind in back to church uh, and worship God and say, hey, pandemic or no pandemic, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Oh. I'm all right, okay? I'm all right. I ain't looking her way. 
I'm serious. There's some, it's, it's been in me and I just got to let it out, doc. There, there's a lot of people that need to stay home right now. I understand that. But there's a whole lot of people that have got comfortable in your PJs, uh, sipping on your cereal uh, and with your feet up, watching on live stream. Uh, and it's a good thing, but they ain't nothing better than coming to the house of the Lord. Ah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he needs to move on. <laughs> Quit using your old habits as a crutch. Old habits don't reflect your new identity because when you established them, you were an unbeliever. Do you hear me? You didn't have the life of God or the fruit of the spirit inside of you, why? Because Ephesians 2 and 1, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. Who were dead? Who? Who are we talking about here? How can a man be living and yet be dead? To answer the question, you've got to understand what death means. The basic meaning of death is separation. Here, death is the separation of a person from the purpose in which they were intended in this scripture. You were intended, you was created of God to fellowship with God. And if you're not fellowshipping with God, you're dead. You was intended to worship God. You was intended to serve God. Man was created to know God, to fellowship, to worship, and to serve God. The Bible speaks of three different deaths. Physical death, when a person ceases to exist. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, that's none of us. I was standing there pretty close, but the devil is a liar. The second death is spiritual death. The separation of a man from God while he is still living and walking upon earth. Then there's eternal death which is being separated from God for eternity. And there's only one thing worse than being separated from God eternally. And that's being separated from God when you're living right here. And we don't have to be. We can walk in the fullness of God in his joy and his peace. Can someone say amen and give God a great hand clap of praise? We were all spiritually dead at one time. Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Listen, people who have not put their trust and their faith in Jesus don't have the eternal life of God inside of them. If you're here today and you have never humbled yourself, you've never experienced the spirit of God drawing and pointing out that you are a sinner, and friend, if you have never prayed and asked Christ to forgive you, you are separated from God and you are dead to life, to the life of God. Although they're alive physically, they haven't been born again. And if you've not been born again today, you can be before you leave. You can experience eternal life this morning. Someone say amen. amen. This is what Jesus is explaining to Nicodemus in John chapter three, verse six. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. 
Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. You've got to be born from above. You've got to be born of God. Can you hear what I'm saying this morning? The new birth opens up a whole new life for everyone who receives it. I've had this stool here just for the last three weeks and I used it the last two weeks, but today I said, well, I don't think I need it. And then I said, well, put it back up there in case I do. And it, and it just came to my mind. I said, the spirit of God, the new birth opens up a whole new life. I was sitting on a bar stool like this uh, right here. I was age 22. I, I was at the Odyssey Club and I turned my bar stool and I looked at my good friend and I said I love you but I'm not coming back and I drove to Enterprise I had no idea revival was going on my grandfather was on his deathbed at his house on Tetrick Road I pulled in the parking lot the parking lot was full I thought well they must be having a revival it was on a Friday night I'll just slip in the back door nobody will know that I'm there I slipped in the back door of that sanctuary and when I opened them swinging doors the, the door went and every head in the house turned around and looked at me and the preacher started preaching right at me and I thought mom and dad had told him everything that I was into. Uh, can I tell you, the Holy Spirit came sweeping through that old sanctuary and it touched my heart and I took 12 steps to an altar of prayer. I knelt down, knelt down a beggar and I got up a millionaire with my name written down in the land book of life and it's changed my entire life. Why? Because of the goodness of of God. If you know what I'm talking about, get up and get your hands together and thank God that he saved your soul. Now I need my stool. Remain standing. I got another hour to go. I'm gonna make something clear. Twice I've been asked this, once this morning, since I've had my strokes. Pastor, are you gonna retire? Let me tell you something. I ain't Rocky, I ain't retiring, I'm gonna refire. What the devil did to me is gonna cost him multitudes of souls. Do you hear me? Ain't no quit, ain't no quit. Come on, give God a hand clap. We ain't quitting, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. Somebody say, we're just getting started. Stand with me. I ain't done. Somebody come up in. But I promise you, I ain't done. I ain't gonna lie to you and say I'm closing. I ain't gonna do that. Jesus went to the cross for you and he went there for me. And he paid the price for sin. And he broke its power over you and over I forever. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. I don't know about you, but I've been freed. I got shackles. They, they just started falling all over me when I came to know Jesus. Uh, and it's been a process. Everything didn't change overnight. But if you'll be faithful and keep your hand to the plow and just keep your head to the cross uh, and just keep plowing and keep looking at the cross, my God is faithful. And what he begins, he will bring to completeness. Someone give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Listen to me, we, we may still struggle with some of those old sinful habits. Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you because of that you're not saved. But I'm telling you, if you'll cultivate the fruit of the Spirit, you watch them old habits disappear. 
Now that you are born again, they are not a part of you. They are not a part of your new identity, them old habits, do you hear me? That old man died when you got saved. Every time I call Lynn Clellan, here's how he answers the phone. Hey, old man, what are you doing? Old man gonna knock you out one of these days. The old man died. You hear me? At Enterprise that night, I can take you to the same spot. I promise you they ain't moved the piano or the organ. It's in the same place. I promise you. That's a whole nother message. <laughs> I can take you to that spot where I knelt down and he breathed on me. And in the breath of God comes the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> that old man died when you was born again and he's not coming back unless you invite him back. Huh? Ephesians 4 and 22, that ye, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. The old man refers to a man that you were before you accepted Jesus Christ. You gotta put it, you gotta put it off. You gotta have a mindset that I'm gonna change. You don't have to stay trapped in the old fleshly cycle of defeat anymore. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I believe we live in an area with a mentality, a poverty mentality. If somebody's successful, they gotta be doing something wrong. Let me tell you how you be successful. You follow God. You acknowledge him in all of your ways. You put God first in your life. You put God first in your finances. You put God first in your family to these young ones that are graduating. You put God first and you watch God bless you. You and I as believers, we've got the Holy Spirit living inside of us and there is nothing that we can't do, nothing. I've been told for the last 30 years, you can't do this in Shinston. I'm so glad that I listened to my father and not anybody else. I'm telling you this morning, cultivate the fruit of the spirit. God in Christ, you are fully equipped, fully equipped to live a life of victory. I didn't say that that life is just gonna fall out of the blue sky. You gotta fight for it. You gotta fight for it. 1 Timothy 6 and 12, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hand, a hold on eternal life. You've got to fight for your new identity. The old identity, you had it so long, it's in your mindset. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. But you've got to fight. You've got to fight. Now that you've been born again, your flesh doesn't have the power over you anymore. And I'm going to stop there. I think I'm going to stop. Cultivate the fruit. Don't get so caught up chasing everything else. I've been there. I struggle with it. I get caught up, I get busy. There's things I wanna do. But Mike, when I get out of line with God, can I tell you something? He didn't give me this stroke. It didn't come from him, but he's used it. Not only for the people around me, but for me, he's used it. We're gonna keep fighting. Don't give up. You're valuable. God loves you. Cultivate, cultivate. If you, don't forget, if you don't remember anything else in this series, cultivate. Cultivate the fruit.
Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you look a little fruity. In this day and age, that probably wasn't proper. And I didn't mean it that way, but I don't give a hoot either. Because I ain't never been politically correct and I'm not going to start now. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Thank God for grace. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. I want you to ask yourself this question. It's what the man of God asked the night I gave my life to the Lord. He said this, he said, if death was to knock on your door this evening, would heaven be your home? And I knew without question that my heart was not right with the Lord. And I accepted that call and he has changed my life. The Bible says that the Lord is no respecter of persons. What he did for me and the majority of the people in this room, he'll do for you. I'll not single you out, I'll not come to you, I'll not embarrass you, although it's not embarrassing. But if you're here this morning and you can't answer that question about eternity, that heaven would be your home without question, right where you're at, just slip your hand up real high, real quick this morning. We're not gonna tarry. If you're here this morning and you would like to give your life to Christ, if you'd like to make heaven your home for eternity, would you slip your hand toward heaven? Is there one? I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else, somebody else. If I miss, wave at me, wave. I see that hand, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. I want to take a second. Normally I don't do this, but young man that raised your hand, I noticed you as you walked to the altar this morning. And I know that the Lord gave me a word for you and I had no idea you was gonna raise your hand for salvation and I was gonna to talk to you after church. You don't have to remain in the cycle that you have seen. The Lord has something great for you and God has placed people around you that is gonna help mentor you and lead you in the right direction. So you that raised your hand, young man, and you, sir, there in the back, and anybody else that maybe I overlooked, pray this prayer out loud and mean it from the bottom of your heart. Don't be ashamed. Say, Lord Jesus, today I surrender my life and I acknowledge that I have sinned and fallen short of your glory. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive me. Holy Spirit, guide me teach me, train me. From this day forward, I'll live my life for you. In Jesus' name I pray, and amen. With God a hand, Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast.